Well, I don't know about you, but this has been a pretty eventful week for us here in Florida. Now, the response Joanna and I have to unexpected and unwelcomed events is to ask, what does this make possible? So times like the recent hurricane here in Florida always bring the seeds of new opportunities. So we're going to unpack some questions from listeners who have also been given some new opportunities this week. Do you love your work? Do you think it's possible? Well, you're about to find out. It's time for 48 Days to the Work You Love with Dan Miller on the 48 Days Online Radio Show. Whether you need a professional tune-up or a work overhaul, this is the program for you. Now, here's your host, Dan Miller. You know, we've been using that intro for quite some time, and it's, it's still appropriate. We're always talking about how to find or create work that is meaningful, purposeful, and profitable. Work you love. You know, even when things are changing, it's still possible. Sometimes people think, well, with the changes, we've lost the opportunities we used to have. No, they're just different. We haven't lost. We've probably gained in terms of the opportunities that are really out there. So we're going to look at some questions from people here who have had new opportunities appear. Well, somebody says, Dan, if you had to choose your top 10 influences for your life, who would they be? A lady asked, I'm approaching 50 and want to make a change. It makes sense for my life, but I don't know where to start. And then somebody chimes in, I'm trapped by my fear of failure. What do you suggest I do to overcome this obstacle? Now, we're going to look at those, but a little broader sense. Again, this is one of those, again, you probably want to grab a pen and paper, take some notes. I got a couple of resources I want to link you to here. Actually, our resource for today is 10 quotations to keep you motivated towards your dream. Now, this is a time, again, with a lot of unexpected things happening to a lot of people. They're thinking, well, I'm going to have to give up on my dream. No, don't do that. Go to 48days.com slash motivate, and you'll find those 10 quotations that I use. Now, I use a lot of things like that. I mean, I, I love using quotations. Incidentally, our quotation for today comes from Joseph Campbell, who said, the cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek. Now, isn't that true? A lot of times, the thing that we thought was going to be so fearful, the thing we feared to do, if it was you know, starting a new business or starting to go to college or asking somebody to marry you, you know, whatever it is, you know, starting something, a new venture that you hadn't, hadn't had the courage to do before. And then you find, wow, why didn't I do this earlier? Well, that's the way that it typically goes. Well, I want to give you just kind of a brief update on Hurricane Ian, who came to visit us this last week. Thank you so much. A lot, a lot, and lots of you have reached out with offers to fly down and help us clean up, offers of places to stay, or too numerous to count. I mean, a lot of people just reached out, and I appreciate that a lot. We were fine. We were absolutely fine. Now, here, here's kind of what happened. Here's just kind of a quick overview of what our week was like going through the hurricane. We left on Thursday before the hurricane came down here. We left and went down to Bay Honda State Park, spent a few days with Ashley, our daughter, and her family. They're volunteering down there. They're down there for three months. So we went down there. We registered as Florida State Park volunteers, and then we spent Saturday with them cleaning up a beach. 
And then Sunday morning, we left for Miami. Now, later that day, that same day, there was a mandatory evacuation of Bay Honda State Park because of the coming storm. By that point, Hurricane Ian was brewing down there south. They weren't sure where it was going to come. So being in the Keys, way down, Bay Honda State Park is way down a marathon, way down toward Key West. So that's a long, narrow strip of land, and it quickly gets evacuated if there's a hurricane threat, which there was. So the day we left... Also, there was a mandatory evacuation for them at the park to get out. So we would have had to leave anyway. But by then, we were up in Miami. We got on the Scarlet Lady. It's a cruise ship. We got on a cruise ship. We This was scheduled. We didn't plan this last minute to escape the hurricane. It just happened to work out that way. So we got on a cruise ship on Sunday. We were scheduled to go down around the Keys, down to Costa Maya, Mexico, which is right into the path of where the hurricane was gaining strength. And so they redirected. We were going to Dominican Republic, the other direction. So we went that way. And then, of course, on Wednesday, the storm hit the coast of Florida, came right in. And yes, it's very near us, came, you know, Fort Myers, then up through Venice, got a really hard hit. And that's where we live. We were on a cruise ship. When that happened, we didn't know what to expect. We were getting some text updates. We had a friend of ours who was staying at our house as she had gotten a mandatory evacuation from her home. So she was staying at our house. Now she was terrified. I mean, the storm was vicious. 150 mile hour winds came through, power went out, remained out. Then all for all day Thursday, we anticipated, and again, we're out there on a cruise. We're in calm waters, way out. They redirected us again. We ended up going to Nassau in the Bahamas, but uh, we were fine, certainly safe, a long ways away from where everything was happening. Now, here's, here's one of the issues. We could have been torn up. We could have had our cruise destroyed because we're so worried about what's happening back here. We didn't do that. We didn't do that. I mean, we, we had no control over what was happening back here, so why should we worry about it? We're going to deal with whatever we have happen. In the meantime, we dressed up. We went to fancy dinners. Boy, they, they have the cruise ship we're on. It has 18 restaurants on it. So we were booked every single night at fancy restaurants. I went to you know, trivia events and things they had going on a ship. So we were busy having a great time on the ship, even though we knew that the hurricane had just struck our house with a pretty much a direct hit. So we anticipated coming back to some damage and no power or water. So we got back on Friday morning after the hurricane had come through on Wednesday. We got off the ship. There was no power at our house. We started the drive from Miami across to Fort Myers and then back up to our house while we were driving the power came back on in our house. We arrived home at 2.30, did a quick kind of survey. There was no major damage to our house. We got home at 2.30 Friday afternoon. Our massage therapist arrived at 4 o'clock for our regular Friday massages. After that, Joanne fixed an amazing salad bar that was open to anyone who wanted it. Now, we had a lot of people in our community who did not have power and who did have major damage to their places. So we had Joanne fix a salad bar for anybody who wanted to, to come through that night. We had uh, five extra people from three different homes that had no power. I'll stand here 
And also we, we had also had two baby squirrels that one of my granddaughters had found laying close to their mother who had not survived the storm. So we had two baby squirrels that she was getting up during the night to feed as well here in our house. We had a lot going on here in our house. The next morning, they closed I-75 between our house and Fort Myers as there was a long section that was completely underwater. And 18 hours earlier, we had breezed right through there on our way home. Then I walked around our house on Saturday morning. Yeah, we've got some screens that blew out of our pool cage. We were planning on replacing them anyway. I mean, we had a lot of debris, small branches, nothing I couldn't easily move myself. Then I checked around. I was cleaning up my next-door neighbor's yard. She's an 89-year-old widow lady, wonderful gal, but her house was all closed up. It was all, had hurricane shutters on it, had the big black tarps over all the windows and the doors and everything. So I knew she was obviously someplace else, and I was cleaning up her yard, and I heard this voice, hello, hello, Dan. And I realized she was peeking out from behind one of those big black tarps that covered her front door. She was there. She had been there by herself the whole time, just hunkered down. Just another amazing story. But anyway, so then by then it was Saturday and she's in a totally dark house. She couldn't get anybody to come and take down the tarps and the the shutters that were on her windows because everybody was so busy at that point. So I got a ladder out of her garage, set it up, and I took down the big tarp that covered her front entryway to give her some light and at least a sense of being connected to the world again. And then I went to check in another friend of ours who I knew had flown down here the night before because they have a, a beautiful home right on the intercoastal waterway and the cottage right next to their house. The roof had blown off of it. So I went over there to help him. I spent the morning helping him. We got a rope, and with his pickup truck and a rope, we pulled the remaining section of the roof off the house. Then we covered the entire house with a tarp. So we got it all tacked down all the way around, moved some things out. There was water damage inside in the little cottage. We moved some things around. You know, Then I came back to, while I was there, Joanne was helping one of our neighbors, who had been without power, and they were out of town at the time. They hadn't left because of the storm, so they were still gone. And they asked if she would go over and clean out their two refrigerators in her deep freeze because the power had been off so long. They were concerned about what they would find there. So Joanne did that. Uh, That night, again, Joanne picked a big pot of Hoppin' John soup for anybody who wanted to stop in. The idea of, you've heard me talk about our sanctuary that we had in Tennessee and Joanne's book that she wrote, Created in a Haven of Peace. That's not something that just happens because of geography or because we happen to have a nice old barn on the property that we had up in Tennessee. We want to create a haven of peace no matter where we are. And so we're in a much different place in terms of physically how it looks at this point. And we're in a new state. We're in Florida, not in Tennessee. But we still want to create a haven of peace. And so we continue to do that. We went to bed that night. Just grateful for uh, you know, what we had experienced and uh, the things that we still have. And grateful that it seemed that during the week we were just out of harm's way. I mean, we, we joked about the fact that we're going to schedule a cruise every time there's a hurricane threat down here. Just get out of town and get out on calm waters. 
And that was fine. But again, we didn't coordinate that. It was just something that had been planned in advance. But we're grateful for that. But the, the thing we're really grateful for is, again, the, the offers of help that we've got. But the, uh, the opportunities we had to help others who suffered much more than we did. So again, thanks for, thanks for reaching out. You know, there's still things that are happening down here that certainly allow us to ask, what does this make possible? The bridge to Sanibel Island is out. I mean, big sections gone. Now, this is a bridge over water to get to an island. It's three miles long. It was destroyed. Big, long sections. And people were already talking about, well, it'll probably take a year to restore the road again with something that major. How? Well, six days after the hurricane, a contract was signed by our governor to get access to Sanibel Island. And the company doing it says they can have a drivable road by the end of this month, October. So we're talking, you know, in 30 days, they plan to have a drivable road Back to Sanibel Island? I mean, I don't even know how that's possible. But uh, that's what can be done when people work together to get things done. I mean, there are 30 other states that have sent crews to help restore power to this area. 30 other states. And trucks are everywhere. And again, those people need water. They need meals. There's a lot of people helping people in times like this. People forget about religious divisions, political divisions. We're all the same when we're just having something like this that we're confronting that we have to get through brings people together in really unique ways. Now, because of the challenges, there are also a lot of companies that are thriving right now, a lot of individuals. And I heard about a young guy who's down here with his pickup truck and a chainsaw. He says he can make $1,000 an hour and he can work eight to 10 hours a day. And $1,000 an hour, because if it's blocking somebody's driveway, you know, they pay, and now I don't want to imply that, you know, I think he probably is taking advantage of this situation. That's pretty outrageous fee. But again, if you've got a tree that's blocking your driveway and you can't even get out, I mean, you $1,000 is probably reasonable. His plan is to work here for three weeks and then take the rest of the year off. I mean, tree companies obviously are extremely busy right now. Yard crews are. Screen repair, I mentioned with the screens are blown out of our pool cage. We've contacted companies. One of our neighbors contacted 14 companies that do screen repair. Nobody has anything available before February. Again, this is early October. Nobody has anything that they can schedule to come out for screen repair before February. Well, again, is that going to stop our lives? Or do we love having a screened-in area back there over our pool where there's no bugs or anything? Sure we do. Is it going to be some major deal if we don't have that screen on i mean my goodness i have to realize that's kind of a luxury anyway to not have that on no it's not gonna make us sit in the corner and cower in fear it just is going to be what it is it's going to be open roof repair we're scheduled to get a new roof i suspect that's going to be pushed back probably three or four months at least because of what's happened because people who don't have a roof on their house certainly they need a roof. We've got a roof. It's just old and needs to be replaced, but we're going to be fine. Well, again, it's just the, the approach that we take is so important in this. And we hear a lot of people who are just singing the blues right now, but a lot of people have realized, hey, it's really not that bad. I mean, we're going to make it through this. We're going to get through a lot of places. We're flooded. The water will recede. We'll get through this. We'll work on moving forward together. 
All right. Well, let me, let me move into some questions here. These tie in as well. I got a question from Aaron who says, if you had to choose your top 10 influencers for your life, who would they be? Now, this really made me stop and think. Whether you met them or not, whether they were dead or alive, who touched your life more than any others through their messages, relationships, and characters? He said, you talked about Earl Nightingale, Mark Victor Hansen, Zig Ziglar, Jim Rohn, many others, so I'm curious. Well, it really made me think, and especially because I'm going to be um, doing a new podcast. I mentioned that last week. I'm going to be adding another podcast, a short one, just uh, one of those wisdoms, wisdom of the sages, where I will draw from a lot of those people who have impacted me. But to really identify the top 10 influencers for my life, that was pretty tough. And I, I don't think that I've really given this enough thought to a, just very conclusively identify these 10 but it was really easy for me to just jot down 10. There's certainly more. So I'll give you the 10 that I listed. Certainly in not any order. These are not from most to least or anything like that. They're just 10 names of people who have been influencers for me, some of whom I met and some who I have, did not have the pleasure of meeting because they're gone before my time. So those names are Earl Nightingale. He was the one who recorded the recording that I talk about so much, The Strangest Secret, that impacted me heavily as a 13-year-old kid. Well, and without giving a lot of explanation to these, these are some of the people, though, that I'll be drawing from for a short segment that I think I'm going to call Wisdom of the Sages, where I unpack a principle from them. These will be some of the ones I'll be drawing from. So it's Earl Nightingale, Napoleon Hill. Again, these are people... Aaron asked the 10 people who have influenced me most. Earl Nightingale, Napoleon Hill, Zig Ziglar, Jim Rohn, Jesus, Joanne Miller, Leonardo da Vinci, Thomas Edison, Mark Victor Hansen, Seth Godin. <laughs> that's that's a, a quick list, and I could go through and spend hours on each of those. Uh, you'll notice the only woman who snuck in there was my wife, Joanne. Certainly, she's been a major, major influence in my life in a positive way. But uh, those are the ones that I came up with there. And so be hearing more about those as I add this additional short podcast each week. Chris says, Dan, I just wanted to give you a quick success story. I participated in listening to The Strangest Secret during the month of August. I still continue to listen to this on a weekly basis. When I started listening in August, I wrote on an index card, earn $2,000 in my art business by October 1st. Last night, on September 30th, I received a commission to paint a 1959 Cadillac for a client. The cost of the commission was $1,260. Even though I didn't reach my $2,000 goal, I still consider this a major success. I'm convinced that making this goal, along with putting the hours in, helped put me on the path to this commission. It amazes me how much this helped my mindset. Thank you for the inspiration, Dan. Chris, well, Chris, I, I know Chris's art well. I see his posts. They're breathtaking uh, paintings of cars. Cars is, are his specialty. So again, congratulations, Chris, on that. And uh, we commend you on the success you had. Believing in advance for that $2,000 get you $1,260. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good success. Well, hey, let me, let me, while I'm just uh, getting ready 
ramp up the next one here. I'm going to just add this in real quick, just a reminder that uh, we're getting a lot of questions, a lot of comments, a lot of success stories. Again, a lot of people just reached out and thank you so much. So many of you just sent me notes wondering if we're okay. And yes, we are okay. We're doing fine. Excited about the last quarter of this year. If you got a question or success story you want to share, just go to 48days.com slash askdan. You can leave it there. Again, that's 48days.com slash askdan. Well, Pat says, I need to get unstuck. I worked for a job for 13 years and was downsized in 2015. I was able to land a job in 2016 and loved it until recently. There's so much workload on everyone. Working long hours consistently has taken a toll, plus I'm a caregiver for my father. I really want to find remote work so I can take care of him. I'm approaching 50, and I want to make a change that makes sense for my life, but I don't know where to start. The virtual jobs I find end up being a scam. Pat says, I attended your 48 Days event several years ago on your property. It was awesome. What guidance could you give me? Well, Pat, you're you're in a situation that a lot of people find themselves in. There is a lot more workload on a lot of people these days because of what happened. People and companies downsizing, acquisitions and mergers. A lot of times they expect more of the people who remain as people leave, instead of replacing them, they just put more workload. So it's not unexpected. Now, here's the deal, though. You got this job in 2016. That was six years ago. There's a whole lot that's changed. There are a lot of new opportunities that didn't exist six years ago. And one of the things that concerns me here is that you say the virtual jobs I find, a, find end up being a scam. Don't make that blanket sweep. There are a lot of virtual jobs out there that are scams. There is a whole lot of jobs out there that are wonderful new opportunities. With COVID, it allowed a whole lot of people to do their work virtually. I mean, at this point, like one in seven jobs is virtual. These are real legitimate jobs working for real legitimate companies like Microsoft and Apple and Google and any any company you can imagine has virtual jobs. They're universities, reputable universities. Any university you can name, if it's Yale or Harvard or Cambridge, you can take classes virtually. That wasn't available 10 years ago. A lot of, for a lot of them, it wasn't available six years ago in your time frame. So be realistic. Take a fresh look at how things have changed in those six years and what the opportunities are now. I mean, to say all virtual jobs are a scam is like saying, gee, I was in nursing, but things really changed in my position. You know, everything in nursing is no longer a good fit. Well, heavens no, there are thousands of jobs. You need just to find one. You could say teaching. You know, I got a job teaching. I was teaching in a public school in the sixth grade. Wow, you have to be a policeman these days to be a teacher. Well, in that particular example, Perhaps you do feel that legitimately, but you could be a teacher, you know, working in Acapulco where you're teaching the kids of employees of IBM or General Electric who have, you know, are, are being are placed down there and you have a little classroom with six kids in it, kids who are respectful and honorable and delighted to have your services as a teacher. That'd be very, very different. I mean, we can't make those broad sweeps. 
I mean, it's like seeing all car dealers are sleazy. Well, we hear that, but we certainly know that's not true. I mean, I know wonderful people who are in the car business. So I want you to pack it. I want you to check places like these are all resources that you can find virtual jobs, thousands of them. Indeed.com, ZipRecruiter.com, LinkedIn.com, FlexJobs.com, Amazon.jobs. Those are companies that are very high profile, very legitimate. They certainly don't want to be connected with anything that is a scam. And they have thousands of jobs that are legitimate. The fact that you want to help take care of your father, you're approaching 50, you want to change what you're doing. Those are all, those are all great motivations. And it's time for you to say, okay, what does this make possible? I don't want to continue in the job that I've got. It's served me well, but things have changed. I need a new opportunity. What does this make possible? And get back out there. Things have changed and there are opportunities that ought to fit. You ought to be able to find four opportunities in the next 48 days that are really good fits for you. Things that you would really be excited about doing to pay you more than you're already making. And I don't know what that is, but I'm just saying it because I see it played out again and again and again. You can change. You can see every time there's change, our first reaction is, I'm going to somehow experience less. Somebody loses their job, they immediately, you know, cancel going on vacation. They're going to turn back in the least car they got. They're going to take their kids out of private school. I mean, those are pretty knee-jerk responses. And yet many times, you know, 18 months later, I hear those people say, wow, it's the best thing that ever happened to me. You know, I got a new position. I'm making more money than I ever made before. I reduced my commute by an hour a day. I get three weeks off instead of two for vacation. Like, wow, everything got better, not worse. But again, our knee-jerk reaction just tends to be to think negatively. Don't think that. Be confident there's a better opportunity out there than you've experienced at this point in your life, and you can find it in the next 48 days. All right. This comes from Mauricio from... um, well, actually from uh, Ciudad de Mexico, Mexico City. Okay, Mexico City. Dan, I've been a regular reader and listener of your podcast for years. I feel that I'm about to complete a construction project that has taken me time to create and refine. And although it is almost finished, I feel fear of failure and that I cannot succeed and find my vocation in carrying it out. What do you suggest to me to overcome this obstacle? Okay, now, Mauricio, I'm not real sure if you're talking about a, a literal construction project or if the construction project is you that you've been working on. I read it. I feel that I'm about to complete a construction project that's taken me time to create and refine. And although it's almost finished, I, I read that in terms of you being that project. You've working on you're working on you. You know, maybe you went through our the strangest secret listening process in August. You're, you're working on yourself. You're really feeling better about yourself. You're almost ready for a new season in your life, but now you're confronted with failure that change can bring. Okay, Here, here's some points for you and anybody else listening who's dealing with fear as well. I want to wrap up and give you some pointers here. There's a quotation from 
Hafiz, it's just an old philosopher, says, fear is the cheapest room in the house. I would like to see you living in better conditions. That's what I want for you, Mauricio. I want to see you living in better conditions than living in the cheapest room in the house called fear. Pope John uh, the 23rd said, consult not your fears, but your hopes and your dreams. Now, here's what I want you to do. There's so much to cover here. I'm going to give you one specific task in terms of how you talk to yourself. But I also want you to go to 48days.com. Go to 48days.com. Up in the top bar, right over, there's a there's a red banner that says Explore the Eagles Community. But right next to that, there's a magnifying glass. Click on that magnifying glass. That's the search feature for our entire site. And our site is massive. Hit that little magnifying glass and it'll open up a little box. Just put in there the word fear and then hit enter. Put in there the word fear. You're going to see a whole lot of resources there. One that is titled Fear is the Cheapest Room in the House. I've got uh, Fear Will Kill Your Dreams. Another one, I was trapped in fear until I stepped off the edge. These are all either podcasts or blogs, articles that I've written. Here's a guaranteed cure for fear and worry. Uh, What's the difference between fear and courage? What's in your cave? The reason, three reasons you may not be acting in your dreams, one of those being fear. So there's a lot of content there. And without having to go through a specific one, two, three process for you, Just go browse through that. See what gets your attention and read through that. This is a mindset issue to just decide you are not going to live in fear. But here's one thing I want to challenge you with. What are you saying to yourself that follows, I am? Now, I hear these statements all the time. I am afraid. I heard a, a teenager just recently say, I'm so stupid. I hear people, I'm always so tired. I'm so busy. We hear that. Here's the deal. What you have follow, I am, you invite more of into your life. I'm so busy. Well, guess what? Yeah, you, you, you've set yourself up to just know that you're going to be busy. I'm always tired. Yeah, you're, you're going to feel tired this afternoon because you're telling yourself that you are. I'm so stupid. Guess what? You aren't going to invite wisdom, intelligence into your life if you're saying that about yourself. You need to stop saying those things to yourself. Don't say, I fear failure. I am fearful. No, rather say, I'm confident. I'm willing to try something new. I'm excited about the new opportunity this obstacle has created. See, even with that, if we came back and our house was destroyed because of the hurricane, I would not have said, you know, oh, gee, you know, I'm lost, I'm sunk, I'm deep and dookie, you know, I'm going to have a horrible year. No, I'm again going to say I'm confident. I'm willing to try something new. Now we have an opportunity to build a house that's even better than what we had before. And whatever fits your situation, say those things you will immediately find your voice elevates a little bit. Your shoulders will go back. You'll walk a little bit faster because of what you're allowing yourself to say behind I am. When you say that I am, your voice comes out and goes right back in your ears. 
And you just perpetuate, you just feed that more and more and more of what you're saying as it follows I am. So say the things you want to have more of in your life after saying I am. All right. Well, hey, remember our quotation for today from Joseph Campbell, the cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek. We're going to wrap it up with that. You know, I'm playing here some music. As I am thinking about starting a new podcast, I'm exploring music beds, you know, music that I could play there. I've had a lot of people submit music over the years here. And again, thank you so much. I didn't go through, boy, I've gotten so many new ideas for what we could call this new podcast, The Eyes of Your Heart, An Enlightened Heart, Witty, Wonderful Wisdom, Eagle Eyes, The Sensible Sage, Miracle Moments. These are all things submitted by you, the listeners, that I got after asking last week, The Curated Wisdom Podcast. Seeds of greatness, only principles endure. Great principles will always endure. Uncovering great principles in history. Got a lot of things that you all have submitted here. Thank you so much for that. And also, people are giving me music ideas for what would go along with the concept that I want to have. What I'm playing right now was a music bed created by a listener just sent to us that I often use here. Of course, you know the one stuck in a J-O-B that I use. That was submitted by a young couple who just created the song, the lyrics, the music, and everything, and sent it in. So I, I love the way that you all uh, work together with me. We're helping each other here. This is not one directional. We're helping each other move forward. So thanks for listening. Thanks for sending in your questions. Thanks for being open to growing, for being that powerful force, for making the world a better place. Again, if you know somebody that, who's fearful, needs to hear this, Share this with three of your friends, people who are also committed to personal growth. You know, they're out there. Sometimes I'm alarmed at how many people spend all their time watching TV and reading crime novels, but there's a lot of people like us out there who are committed to personal growth. So you become that known for that, known for somebody who opens their home, who offers soup and and showers. We had a whole lot of people taking showers here this week because they didn't have water or power at their house. We love to be able to do that. There'll be times when we probably do need help in that. But be the person who helps others. Give them a book. Connects them with a resource that'll help them. It'll elevate your credibility in their eyes. And as always, stay committed to your belief that we can, without a shadow of a doubt, find or create work that is meaningful, purposeful, and profitable. And I want to add, too, if you're, uh, people are wondering about the new podcast coming out, as long as you're subscribed to this, 48 Days to the Work You Have, it'll come out just in that regular feed. It won't be a new one. You have to go somewhere new and search it. I'm just going to insert it there. Again, if it's one that you don't care about, that's fine. You can just skip over it, but it'll be right in your direct feed. If you're subscribed here, you're going to start getting those as well. So thanks for that. Have a great week. We'll talk next week.